Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is the COB. It is the 24th of August. I'm Nadine Blaney and I'm here with David Scott. Scotty, how was your day? Happy Monday. It was fantastic. It was a great weekend and a great start to the uh, to the local uh, week from, uh, for markets. Good. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, we had the XJO up by about three-tenths of a percent. Same with the Chi-X 200. And not underperforming. I mean, that's a funny way to say it. But, you know, keeping in tune with what was going around the region as well. I mean, the Cosby had a great session. It was up by 1%, but yeah, we managed to keep pace, which is not always the case lately. We were chatting about that Morgan Stanley chart showing the index performance of Australia as compared with uh, the rest of the world. Yes, it's a bit of an inside joke. So uh, formerly when I was at the uh, Sydney Morning Herald, uh, a few of the uh, readers have referred to the ASX as the regional laggard. So uh, it's now the global laggard when it comes to returns, both in uh, local currency term and US dollar terms year to date. Uh, really reflects that we're still so dominated by the big four banks, whereas you see indices like uh, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and particularly in the United States, uh, when we look at the big tech names, uh, we lack that clout as well. So a bit of a you know, conundrum there, but uh, alas, we managed to go and put in a reasonable performance to go and start the week. Yeah, there were some good performances coming through from some of the companies that reported as well. Reliance Worldwide, now it was up by 18%. We had the pleasure of speaking with the CEO, Heath Sharp. He joined us from Atlanta, which is random. I didn't ask him why, but I'm sure we can Google it and find out. Uh, look, he's saying it was quite a divergence between the different geographies that it operates in when it comes to performance. But yeah, while he said that you know the new normal uh, won't come for a very long time. It was a pretty upbeat reaction to that report. Yeah, talking about some tailwinds in particular in the United States market, uh, which is obviously very key to them. But it's an interesting company. It's, uh, it's not quite a pure play on construction, but no. uh, you know, it does have elements of that. So obviously there's been some pretty uh, bullish data that's come out, particularly in the United States recently when it comes to the housing market. So you no know, uh, renovations and the like, which uh, Reliance is very much uh, you know, dominating in. Uh, obviously that will have some sort of flow on effects and positive ones, hopefully for that company. Yeah, and you know, I know that he said it wasn't a direct result between new builds and their performance in the US, but Scotty, we've got to be impressed with the the home data that comes out of the States these days. Yeah, it is. I, I make the other uh, point, I uh, know, several times over the past few months to go and keep a look at the absolute level uh, rather than the uh, percentage change. But uh, we're seeing, when it comes to home sales, we're seeing a couple of really chunky, massive increases yeah. month on month. So we've got uh, I know, home sales in the United States now running back at levels lasting, I think, in 2006. Yeah. All sounds very bubblish back in the year uh, <laughs> before prior to the GFC, but uh, for those of you who uh, were around during that period, but no, you've seen other things like housing starts, uh, building permits, all sitting at either multi-year or multi-decade highs. So some pretty powerful forces coming through. One of which is low interest rates. Exactly you know? right. That's, uh, and I think similar things, not to say to the same degree, but uh, a lot of people have been preconditioned to go and expect to uh, know, get bullish about property when rates have been dropped. 
so you often see that in here in Australia, you see prices uptick. So we're using to see whether we get those sale tailwinds coming through, both when it comes to prices and also construction oh. uh, in the next couple of quarters. All right, well, I did you know, digress away from reporting season, but worthwhile mentioning um, you can access an interview from G8 Education uh, via the show notes. Uh, look, if you talk about a company that's uh, tied to stimulus, you've got to think G8 comes to mind. Uh, GEM is the ticker code. Share price was off by 5.7% off the back of that. And we also spoke with NIB Holdings, Mark Fitzgibbons. He's the MD there. Revenue at $2.5 billion. I think that's what he wanted uh, you know, shareholders to, to really focus on. But look, there's no guidance. There's so many variables when it comes to that company. And the deferred claims, you know, we saw it when we spoke with Medibank last week, deferred claims and what exactly the scenario will be when those come back is uh, unknown, but safe to say the companies are saying this is not going to be a big windfall. It's not as if they got a big boost because they're not getting people claiming. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, you've also got a question. I know that uh, we're seeing some of the private health insurers report an increase in uh, in new uh, new customers, but you have to wonder about with the economic headwinds, with the things like JobKeeper, uh, JobSeeker getting wound back, whether that can those tailwinds can continue. I know health aspects are really important to people at this stage as well, but what happens if we find some sort of you no know, vaccine or a cure uh, or something to go and treat COVID? You have to wonder about what the outlook looks like for, for private health insurance, given households are going to get squeezed in the next couple of months. Yeah, I, I agree. Anyways, you can listen to Mark Fitzgibbons there, the share price for NIB finishing the day down by 6%. Just to finish on reporting season, I mean, the list was long. We had Senex, we had Fortescue. Fortescue was stellar coming in with that uh, dividend payment. Um, Andrew Forrest, no doubt, very happy this evening. But it was also just, you know, the continued story of the success that Fortescue Metals and its CEO, Elizabeth Gaines, has continued to have in paying down debt. Yes, it's a money printing machine at the moment. So obviously very tied to the performance of the iron ore price. Uh, you've got to say that the directional risk when it comes to that, it definitely to the downside, it just really comes down to the magnitude. But what a turnaround story that uh, Fortescue's been. Uh, there was question marks about the, uh, the company's solvency not too long ago when it comes to its debt levels, but managed to go and make hay while the sun has shined. Certainly a very well-managed company. I think the question a lot of people are starting to go and ask now, is Fortescue planning to be a dividend distributor or are they going to be looking to invest and maybe diversify outside of, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Obviously, it's become very good at doing what it does. Where they can go and transfer that across to another commodity is one that I think a lot of people are starting to ponder. Well, it's made small steps into lithium exploration, particularly in South America. But yeah, nothing big, no big acquisition, no big, you know, no no big sort of step. It it's it's, feels it's like returning. It's definitely returning capital to uh, to investors right now, and fair enough. But you just wonder where they could go and see. You know, it's got experience in this marketplace. You know, would it be willing to go and try and divulge? Like, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Not mm-hmm. to say that it will, but I wonder go and keep an eye on because. It is very, very tied to iron ore prices, as we all know. Yeah, and uh, nothing is a certainty forever. Okay, we spoke with Chorus, we spoke with Umedia, we spoke with Senex. Uh, one company we did not speak with, but we followed very closely, was Super Retail. Obviously, everything in the retail space, thinking of, we had Shaver Shop today as well, it's just so interesting to see how they um, are recovering and uh, the transition to online and all the rest of it. I thought it was interesting reading through Super Retail's results as well saying, look, we just didn't feel like we should be paying a dividend considering we raised capital, which has not been the mantra coming from all listed companies. However, uh, Super Retail was a stock of the day. If you'd like to listen to what was discussed on the call, we will start with Francesco Distratus from Ordmanet. 
super cheap auto. Look, I think, you know, with the way things are with COVID and people concerned about, um, you, know, you know, their job and things like that, I think people are spending a bit more money on, you know, repairing things than, than yeah. actually going out and buying new ones. Um, a good example, well, good indication of buying new things is car sales. Uh, turnovers have been quite good. Yeah. Um, other parts of the business, boating, camping, fishing, rebel, uh, people you know, cooped up indoors, you know, yeah. wanting to do a bit more exercise and you know, lose a bit more weight. Maybe I should probably do a little bit of that myself. Well, but I put on plenty of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so they're the sort of things. Um, you know, the only other business I, I think, you know, it's, but it's always been reasonably disappointing is the Mac Pack, but it only makes up about 3% of their earnings. So it's really a, a side issue there. But um, look, I, I like the business. You know, we've got an accumulator on it at, right. at Ords. Um, you know, share price has been performing well. So yeah. you know, that might sort of, you know, I think it's trading around 20 times, so it might start to get stretched if that um, right. share price keeps going. It was the online retail sales that really sh shot the lights out, like mm -hmm. a lot of these uh, retailers at the moment, and it's yeah. had this nice V-type recovery from the lows in March for $4 and almost hit $11 this morning, but it's pulling back a little. So I think it's already built into the expectation in the share prices, the results already built in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not super expensive, you know, for super retail. Um, so it, it paid a nine and 19 and a half cents fully frank dividend. So, um, you know, it's a hold really. And that was David Novak from Wealthwise Education. Finishing the thoughts on super retail, I think David was a hold and I think Francesco was an accumulate, like the story. Okay, reporting season continues tomorrow. Up the top with the A is Ansel. Then we go to down the list a little bit more to Blackmore's, down further to City Chic Collective, Oil Search, Northern Star. Look, I'm running out of breath, Scuddy. It's going to be another one of those days. Yes, it's uh, over the, uh, the peak reporting season, but there's, uh, there's still a lot of companies to go and get through. This is the last major week, of course, but uh, it's going to be another hectic period. I'm looking forward to it. And there's... Got a dash of economic data and uh, no central bank events thrown in as well. So what, something for everyone. <laughs> uh, consumer confidence will be an interesting one tomorrow. It's a weekly read. It's volatile, but it still gives us insight, particularly with this lockdown continuing. Uh, and we get this weekly payroll report coming through in Australia. Is it still fair to say this is your new favourite report? Uh, look, it provides useful information, but I think I've got a little bit, uh, I'm getting a bit stale in it. I'm not as excited as I used to be about it. The one trend that I've always noticed, the ABS is continually revising up the previous figures and then reporting the current figures as being down. So it, it kind of gives this weird feeling where you, you're talking about, hang, oh no, it's terrible that uh, no, the, the payrolls are starting to go and come off again. But then the relative level is higher than what it was in the previous period. So it's, uh, it's basically saying that we haven't recaptured all the jobs, all the, uh, the wages that were lost during the, uh, the, the downturn, but there has, most of them have come back. Uh, so it's useful, but uh, I think it's starting to go and lose a bit of its, uh, its grasp of, uh, of market interest. We know now what we're looking at when it comes to uh, Victoria. We now know basically what's happening in the rest of the country. We've got it pretty much under control. So it comes down to fiscal and health outcomes now from here to go and drive the recovery. Okay, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole list of guests that are on tomorrow, but a highlight in the morning perhaps is uh, Alison Watkins from Coca-Cola Amatil in the wake of the company's report last week. The day will finish with a live interview with the MD of Oil Search in the Upshot, which in case you haven't been following it, it goes live at 8.10 in the morning approximately and 4.10 in the afternoon. And that's a, a huge wrap of the earnings in a bit more detail and with some analysis. So, Scuddy, should we call this a wrap? Let's call it a wrap. We'll do it all again on Turnaround Tuesday. And, uh 
Looking forward to it already. Okay, see you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.